acquaintance be forgot and never come to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and board shenanigans? That's right. First new episode of the Board Shenanigans New Year. I am your host, Ryan Brewer, and this is the best year that ends in 14 since 1914 for me. And I am joined once again with my favorite of guests, uh, Cody Jeems, the man who sets the art of conversation back a hundred years. And yes, it's a privilege to be on here with you, with you, Ryan Brewer, a man who I hate so much. If he was on fire and I had a glass of water, I'd drink the fucking water. Well, hydration is very important, Cody, and, and luckily for me, I am not flammable. <laughs> Uh, I don't know exactly how that means, but, but yes, yes, it It means I don't burn. I'm not flammable. Oh, oh, I was, I'm sorry, I got my flammable, my inflammable confused, and if somebody threw volatile in there, I wouldn't even know what to do. So, first off, I'd like to take a moment to welcome all of our illustrious listeners back for a new year, a better year. This, this is the board, this is the year of the board shenanigans, 2014. So... Uh. Kicking things off proper there, Brewer. Anything wonderful and or exciting happened to you lately? Oh, well, other than it being New Year's, um, the, the, as usual, Brent New Year's party, which was pretty awesome. W- what came from that was we got a picture of Chad in a Gip mask, so look forward to seeing a picture of Chad in a Gip mask. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> which, you know, after saying this, I think whenever we need to show a picture of Chad, it should always be a picture of Chad wearing a Gip mask. Do you know anybody else that has a Gip mask besides Brent and Chad? Or was it, did Chad bring it to the party or was it Brent's? I mean, I assume it was Brent's, but did Chad just bring it thinking it was going to be a special kind of party? <laughs> if only. Um, but no, Chad was borrowing Brent's Gip mask. Which, I don't know, we could always borrow Brent's Gip mask and put it on Chad and be like, here, look, here's a picture of Chad. Unless, unless somebody else out there has a Gip mask and they'd be willing to take a picture of himself in, so... I Listen assume- up, folks! If you're into bondage out there and you have Gip masks, or any other bondage attire, and you wish to post pictures of yourself in bondage attire on the internet, but just don't know where, board shenanigans will take those and put them up for you. That's right. No more do you have to struggle and be like... Oh, God, do these nipple clamps make me look fat? Nope, we're going to put that picture right up on our website, and so all of the board Shenanigans listeners can enjoy it equally. Yes, I'm sure there's got to be a few of you out there that enjoy it. In fact, I know for a fact, in fact, with facts, which are... (laughs) (laughs) You know, facts, you know, like things that are true or false, facts are like facts, 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 yeah. Yeah, I saw what I was doing halfway through that. I thought I might as well just continue. Uh, matter of fact, I do know there are people out there that enjoy the bondage. So, you. Yes, you. Chad? Not to be confused with the other Chad that we're going to put a picture up of. Chad, send us pictures of this. <laughs> really, if you're into any especially weird or especially normal type of kink and you would like to... Show, show off your sexual fetishes. Send them to board shenanigans at gmail.com. We accept all type of pornographic pictures. Yeah, and, and for that matter, if you just have, if you're just wearing something interesting, it doesn't even have to be a fetishy. I mean, I don't, into cosplay? Send that to us. <laughs> or, are you a steampunker out there? I, I, I have been known to enjoy steampunk pictures. 
I wouldn't mind looking at them. Are you extraordinarily ugly and really hate our podcast? Send pictures of that as hate mail. Yes, that'd be the ultimate hate mail. Some hideous fucking chud standing there in way too tight of a corset. That That's the kind of hate mail we do appreciate here at Board Shenanigans. So if you are going to submit that type of hate mail, you should also go to our iTunes and to our Facebook and to our Twitter that I swear to God one day we'll figure ow, the fuck out. Ow, yeah, we ow, will do any of that. Ow, yes, our fans. Ow, ow. Ow. Oh, 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 God. Oh, give me some of that. Oh, 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 letters. Oh, letters. Oh, God, yes. Oh, God. What is it spelling? Oh. Oh, that's right. I was eating alphabet soup. All right. Five minutes in, and we're already eating our our fan soup at the beginning of the new year. So that's 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 a that's an omen for that's what kind of shenanigans you're in for this 2014. Even though I already said that, I'm saying it again. <laughs> yes, sh- shenanigan omening. A new zodiac sign, or a new Chinese year, the year of the BS. <laughs> That's what this is. Because uh-huh. of the, the the shifting in celestial alignments, they had to add a new one. And they named it after us. Which, as a quick side note, because I'm using that as a, a definitely a hand, hand-fisted way of segueing into a point that doesn't really matter. Are you aware that there actually is a 13th Zodiac sign? Uh, no. Does it have red hair or something? No. See, this is, this is, this right here proves that, that, that all astrology is, is just utter quackery. And just full of, just full, full, more BS than we are. Because everyone seems to forget about this one that was added because of the shifting of the Earth's axis. Uh, it's, oh, it starts with a U, like, Uranus? Close. Um, it's not my anus, but it's definitely an anus. Like, it starts with, uh, oh, it starts with an O, but it makes a U sound. That's where I got it wrong. Which I'm about to bitch about something that I've been meaning to bitch about for a while, too. So, get ready, Cody. Oh, um, thank God. Or, 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 Orpheucus, I believe, is the pronunciation. Oh, okay. What, what is its thing? Like, is it a cat or something? Um, or it was, it, it, it was, it was added in 1930. Um, and it's... For November 29th through December 17th, and it is, uh, um, I don't know, I, it looks like a guy riding a snake to me. <laughs> Maybe it's just a snake, I don't know, but, the, but there's a guy, I'll say <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm looking this up now. Here's a, there you go. <laughs> I'm sending him a link to this, which I'm sure you guys will see in a minute, too. He's got a snake in between his legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a guy riding a snake. Oh. It's the sexiest of all the Zodiac signs, A for couple sure. of things here. Anytime you have a half-naked guy in a loincloth or the snake Straddling in between a, his a large... legs... That is yeah. definitely, definitely a sexual that you would know. Like, I, oh I yeah, look this. at my python. I mean, my anaconda don't want none unless you Fuck got you. bugs. I was, huh? I was trying to, I was waiting for you to shut up so I could say that. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm gonna steal this one too. I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes and my motherfucking stars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm so like, it's ridiculous. obviously the side of, of, of Sir Mix-a-Lot. Oh, fuck. I can't. 
Oh, okay. I wish I was born during the sign of the naked man holding his snake. What's that, what's that tattoo on your arm? Is that, is that a guy jacking off? Oh, no, 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 it's off the Ochius, the, the holder of his own snake. <laughs> it, 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 it's the sign of John fingering, yeah, of course. <laughs> the official constellation of masturbation. That's <laughs> what it looks like. <laughs> it, it, the, the official constellation of, of nerds in high school. <laughs> I, I, obviously, astrology is full of crap because this should have been my sign. I got this big penis, but I don't know what to do with it other than hold it myself. <laughs> Good lord, like every picture like on, on Google Images is like dirty. <laughs> Oh, good lord, um. Oh, <laughs> oh, dude, every one of them, this is so dirty. If you, if you don't, if you're unfamiliar with Ophiactes, you need to go and look at some of this. Oh, god. This is fucking funny. <laughs> so, so, I'm sorry, I, I what, what, what? <laughs> So what what is your issue with this? Because personally, I think this is great. Oh, I have well, I the only issue I have with this is that people believe astrology. But other than that, that's not the issue I have. The issue I have is, as we saw for a second there, I was trying to figure out how to pronounce this guy's name. So I'm, naturally, I I I migrate my way to um, Wikipedia. I'm like, oh hey look, and then it gives me this goddamn like symbol out the ass. Like I don't know how to pronounce slash. A F I colon upside down Q. Uh, how do you pronounce these symbols that are supposed to help me pronounce this? I don't understand, Cody. What? When I am emperor of the world, all, all, all pronunciation guys will be done phonetically, because fuck this nonsense. <laughs> I. Whoever thought this was a good idea? Like, oh hey, I know it will help someone pronounce this. Let's use symbols that aren't even in their language. What is, what is, there's like a little tridenty dude, and like, this X is going way too far down. I don't know what's going on there. There's upside down backwards E's? What is the sound of an upside down backwards E, Cody? Fuck that shit. Uh, I don't know, I don't know what weird, I don't know what weird English institute came up with this, but fuck them. Fuck, fuck, fuck Oxford. I'm sure it was them. Or, uh, so basically what you're complaining about is the, the, uh, pronunciation that has been around since Latin, and it's been the same so that everybody knows the same type of, the same type of pronunciation, and you're bitching about it, because you don't, you don't have it taken Obviously. the time. You haven't taken the time to look at the stupid little thing so you know what the symbols mean. It's not that complicated. Yes, let's, let's encode this with fucking little symbols when we could have just done a phonetic guide like every goddamn people do nowadays. We're trying to show how, like, ooh, look at us. Yes, quiet. Let's see if we can um, encode this word to make it, you know, even more complicated for the common man to try to figure out. But we're going to sh- you know, guise it with the, the concept that it will make it easier. Yes. Mm. Th- that's what that side, that's what all this nonsense is. Like, I don't, was the best I don't know how to pronounce ever, an alpha. But... And I guess what I'm bitching about, which I did look up enough to know, it's the, the IPA. Fuck them! Fuck them! It is pointless It. it Serves no purpose in this world. When it, like I said, when I am emperor of the world, it shall not be. We will all use phonetic pronunciation guides because those make sense. 
I just, I think you're making a way bigger deal out of it than it has to be. Listen to the thing. Every word you look up, if you hit the little thing, it pronounces it for you. What if I'm in a place where I don't want it pronounced? What if I don't have head, like, what if I got my laptop where I don't have a headphone port anymore? Well, I guess you're right, as always, and not, uh, in any way is the way that English has been written and worked for, you know, many, many years. Like, no, 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 since it minorly inconveniences you. I, I think, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think it's that hard to understand. You know how to pronounce those weird little symbols? Yeah, you just look at the stupid guide. I don't, I don't understand the fucking complication, man. Uh, I think you're making a way bigger deal out of it than it is, but okay. No, I think you're just trying to look superior. Well, isn't that why you have a podcast? Obviously, I have hit you with such a good retort that you don't know how to come back from that. No, it's almost like you're being contrarian, almost. It's it's just like the concept of cursive writing. That, that's been going away for years now. I know they don't even teach it in some schools. So, I've, I've never been taught this weird symbol hootenanny. Man, I, I think, honestly, I think it's just... And it pisses me off seeing it. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I think it's just one of those things that's an older thing that's been around for a long time, and it and it's worked. Granted, I don't think it's as easy as the phonetics either, but I also don't really find it that much more difficult once you look at what the symbol is and it's like, oh, okay, here you go. But, but yeah, I agree. But why look up what a symbol is when you know how to pronounce regularly? I'm agreeing with you. Stop bitching at me. Yes, I think the phonetics are a lot easier. Yeah, that's not, I, I am agreeing with you, but I don't think it's like, no, 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 this is overly complicated and let's get rid of it t- entirely. I, I don't necessarily think that's the way to go about it either. I mean, it's, it's, well, when I'm in for the world, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> are you done yet? Have you have you sufficiently bitched about this enough, or are you, are you going to keep going? Because uh, pronunciation type, ca- or what type of pronunciation do you prefer, cast? I no, because this is this is something that's pissed me off for a very long time, and I always keep meaning to bring this up on this. And by God, the, the beginning of the new year is the perfect place for it. And I'm sure I'm going to bitch about this in the future. So hold on to your hats, folks. <laughs> Oh, fuck. That's funny. <sighs> it angers me, Cody. It angers me. This has angered me for years. Like, for instance, okay, here's side digression. I understood the point. You don't have to give me another example. <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> uh. But, yes, yeah, so I'm done bitching about these symbols. Oh, man. What? Just like, you got a lot more fucking gas out of that than I thought you were going to. <laughs> it's pissed me off for a long time. <laughs> I don't understand them and why they need to exist. And see, I'm, I'm the angry one on the podcast. Just me. I'm the only one that gets angry. Like, you know what? They got your feathers all ruffled over fucking stupid pronunciation symbols. Oh. Because it, it, it's so counterproductive when I'm trying to do something. I'm like, oh, hey, I legitimately want to know what this is. And then, what? No! Ah! Fuck you! And see, this is the other thing that pisses me off. Okay, I'd be fine if they were there alongside the the phonetic one. Fine, whatever. But you know, fuck Wikipedia now. Fuck them for not putting them both on their site. They're like, oh hey, let me put these little doodads all over it. I don't know how to pronounce a doodad. 
It's it's like looking at it, it's like looking at hieroglyphics. I'm like, I'm not Egyptian. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your thing. So then I have to go to a secondary website to figure out what the hell I'm even reading about. I'm now I'm done. Well, how does one follow that? Um, I believe they follow it with, "Hey, man." So I've been wondering because because it is the new year, as we just mentioned, a whole bunch of kind of. Um, there's a tradition that sci-fi has been doing for years now of of on. Uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, it's Twilight Zone Marathon. And I always like to partake of this, because Twilight Zone's awesome, and generally there's so many episodes of it, I always catch at least one I've never seen before. So it's still a new show to me, even though it was made 40 years ago. 50 years ago. Um, so, my question is to you, what is your most favorite and least favorite Twilight Zone episodes? Um, let's see, well I guess I'll go with uh, least favorite first. That's uh, a little I, easier. Yeah, um... I think one of them would definitely be, and I don't remember names, so <clears throat> bear with me, kids. Um, one of the ones I really dislike is the one where the grandma is dead and keep, and like, or dies and like the Brent grandkids are favorite, her favorite kid. And, uh, she like keeps calling him on the phone and like, he's acting like he can talk, he can hear her and like the parents will pick the phone up. And they don't hear her talking. And so they think the kid's crazy. And then the kid winds up trying to kill himself to go be with his grandma. And then, like, finally the dad, like, the kid's at death's door and the doctor's in the other room. And it's like, oh, how is little Billy going to get out of this? And the dad picks the phone up and's like, mom, please, Billy has an entire life to live. You lived your whole life. Like, he loved you so much, and you should, if you really loved him, you'd let him go, and blah, blah, blah. And then the kid lives, and we all feel fuzzy and better, and <laughs> honestly, like, as much as I like Roger Sterling, and as smart as I think he is, I think that was one of a major miss, where what I think it would have been a great episode, and I think that's why I hate this episode so much, is it would have been such a great episode if... The kid would have died, and then and then the and then whenever the dad had the phone, it was like you know please let him come back. He's like and she's like no Billy's mine now. Click. I think it would have been such a stronger episode if the if it because then it's like oh god you know and then he comes he pimps back by and he's like you know you see he calls in and calls out. You don't you don't always have the same you know, connections. Sometimes they connect to a place far beyond our own understanding. Sometimes they go they go out there into the twilight zone. Or whatever. Like, I, I feel like that would have made it a stronger episode. Um, yeah, can't... which, I mean, not, yeah, not to be fused with the other one, which is a pretty good episode. Which Where, yeah. her, where her husband we, keeps calling her, yeah. Yeah, where he's like, hello. And he's like, she's like, quit calling, ah, God! And, 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 and he, she finally ends up convincing this boy to stop calling. And she, they're like, oh, there was a down line. They drive out to her, to her, her husband's grave, and the phone line has fallen inside the grave. And then she goes back home and, like, keeps picking up the phone trying to talk and says, like, and, and, and all he says is, like, you told me never to quit calling. And then he hangs up and never hears from him again. And, and like, Rod Sterling comes on and, like, be careful what you wish for, kids. Sometimes creepy things are good. And then sometimes creepy things are good in the Twilight Zone. Right. Uh, what, what, what's, what's, what's your least favorite? My least favorite is there's this, there's this fucking episode where... It's like, you know, submitted for your approval. The, an old woman living in a shack uh, alone on the outskirts of the world. And tonight she's going to be visited by by invaders. Invaders most foul. And the entire episode she runs around like grunting and, and moaning and chasing like these little 
these little, little mechanical looking dudes, like little mechanical looking like robot dudes all around her house that, that keep like tasing her foot and stuff like that and like a- appearing in cupboards and knocking things over and she's just like, and she's like grunts constantly. There's, there's not one. Okay. I take that back. Rod Sterling, and in, like, the last second of it, there's the only pl- time where words are spoken in this entire episode, which I'm okay with, because, uh, 2 is an amazing episode, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, so, I mean, that's not the thing, it's, it's like she's just such an annoying hick, because, I mean, she's, like, missing all her teeth and grunting around, and then the twist is, you know, that she goes up to the attic and there's a flying saucer there, and... And you hear over the radio on the flying saucer, like, quick, don't come, don't send anybody to this planet, there are giants here! And then, like, on, on the saucer it says, United States Air Force. And you're like, oh, the little people were actually Earthlings! Which, I just fucking hate that episode. I fucking hate, that's, I think there's probably, like, only three episodes I'll turn off, and that's the first one I always do. I don't particularly like any of the ones with ventriloquists. There, there seems to be a lot of them. There's oh, the one really? where, like, the, <laughs> like where the where the dummy starts talking or whatever. Yeah. yeah, there's one where like the dummy takes over and the ventriloquist becomes the dummy. There's another one where like I, there's so many there's so many ventriloquist episodes. I don't particularly care because I guess I have a th- I have a thing about talking dolls. I guess because I don't particularly like the talking Tina episode either. See, and I think that's a great episode. I think that's such a good episode because it's so creepy on pure atmosphere. I mean, I think it. <laughs> Maybe I, I I think the first time I saw it, it was like interesting enough. I'm like, it's it's a doll. I mean, what could the doll do to you? It, it, Which that's actually one of the things with the Twilight Zone. There's the there's the rewatchers where you're like, man, I'll watch this anytime. And then you watch ones where you're like, <clears throat> once you've seen it, you're like, uh, like I really really like the one. I think it's like Silence is Golden or something where the guy makes the bet that he can be quiet for an entire year. I really liked that episode at oh, first. Oh, wow, I've put, seen it. And they put, well, they put him in this big glass box, and they put this giant wager. They'll give him, like, a million dollars, because he's, like, a big gambler. Like, they'll sell your debts, and we'll give you a million dollars um, if if you can just not talk for a year, because he's all chatty and, like, they're, you know... It, it, it takes place in one of those awesome rooms that I don't think he exists anymore, where it's a bunch of guys sitting around smoking their cigars, drinking their brandy, <clears> like, oh, yes, quite. I think that the... Uh, the market will, in fact, it will, in fact, raise in the in the second second trimester of its existence. Like, oh well, you know. See, apparently, we all have the same voice. But in, on, beyond that, there, Bridgetold, like one of those rooms where they're all sitting <laughs> around, like one of those stuffy old men, old men lodge rooms or whatever. And this guy just keeps chatting. He's like, "I'll give you a million dollars if you shut the fuck up." So they put him in this glass room in this guy's house, and he can't speak other than write. And uh, he winds up winning it or whatever, and everybody's like, you know, oh, Frank, how could you have done this? Oh, man, that was amazing. Like, it was so good. You know, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he doesn't he doesn't talk. And, like, they're like, you know, you can talk now, old boy. Like, you know, what, you know, how was it? Blah, 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 blah. And he doesn't talk and he doesn't talk. And then he finally, like, sits down and, like, and, like, um... Or, 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 no, 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 no. The guy can't pay him what he was offering to pay him. And, uh, so he, like, sits down completely distraught and he pulls, like, his, he's wearing, like, the ascot thing. He pulls it off and he had his vocal cords cut. Oh. Which, <laughs> it was a really good episode the first time, but once you know that, it's like, eh, okay. I see. Cause he's like, I really want to win, so he cut his vocal cords so he wouldn't. Right. Uh. Um, 
Yeah, I've said, um, I mentioned it in there, uh, as far as, like, a quiet episode, um, the episode's called Two, I know this because I've seen it a few times, and recently, it's the one with, uh, Charlie Bronson in it, and, um, oh, I want to say the lady's, like, the, the witch from Bewitched. <laughs> I, I love the beginning, see, Rod Serling makes, makes some of the episodes really good for me, just his beginning and intro, and in, in, right. outros is enough to make an episode amazing. And one of the sentences he says at the beginning is, like, you know, this could happen, you know, a few moments from now or or distantly in the future. We're not even saying this is planet Earth. Um, the signs the signs and, and, and numbers have been converted to English for for, for ease of, of narrative, but it could be anywhere. And that's, like, the line in there is, like, oh, yeah, the reason why everything's in English is because fuck it. Right, I thought yeah. I thought that's just amazing. And the concept is, is I guess there's been a massive world war and – Presumably, at least in this place they're at, but presumably there's just one soldier left from each side, and one of them is Charlie Bronson, and one's the other one, and the other one's a girl. And, you know, they're, there's very little talking throughout the entire thing, but it's a pretty good episode. And, you know, eventually they be- befriend each other, and uh, Charlie Bronson's been like, fuck, I don't care about this war anymore, but this, but the lady's obviously still angry at him. And it's a pretty good episode. Um, that's probably up there with one of my favorites. I know... I know one of my favorites has got to be The Obsolete Man, which, you know, Ray Bradbury did a lot of episodes for The Twilight Zone, which Ray Bradbury, if you haven't listened to our podcast, you have to figure out who he is. Uh, he's the guy that did Fahrenheit 451 and pretty much ran that train for a long time as far as making a whole bunch of stories based on it. And it's one of his stories that is based on on Fahrenheit 451, where uh, the tribunal has, has sentenced this guy to death because he's a librarian in a world where there's no books. He's like, I want... I want a public execution, and he ends up tra- trapping the guy in there in in his room with him. To uh, that was gonna that was that was in charge of getting him executed, and he's like, "What's gonna happen? Is my room is gonna explode?" And he he makes he like he breaks this guy and makes him like beg for his life, and he lets him go at the end, and then he becomes obsolete. I'm sure we've all seen this one, but it's one of my favorites. That and my other favorite is the one which they sci-fi also always does a uh, Twilight Zone marathon on Memorial Day generally and it's always the one they use for the trailer for the fact that they're doing this where it's like time to sit down on the front porch and drink a cold glass of lemonade kids playing in the yard you know the band playing sweet songs of melodies and you know all all the while a distant booming thunder is on its role to destroy everything you know in the twilight zone (laughs) i i really like it because the dialogue in this episode is just amazing He's like, oh yes, there's gonna be a war tonight, and our missiles will go up, over, down, and whammo, and the enemy will retaliate, of course, and but you know, not not so precisely aimed, and not not so efficiently, and their missiles will come up, over, down, and wham, and the premise is that they're gonna go steal a they're gonna go steal a uh, prototype spaceship, and then you know try to leave the planet with their family before the entire world is destroyed, and it turns out they're going towards Earth. See, and I, I think that uh. If I had to pick my favorite, I'm, I'm kind of torn between. I've got my. There's two episodes where Burgess Meredith, who Burgess Meredith is the guy that played um, Rocky's trainer, you know, like you're gonna crap lightning and fart thunder. That guy. And it's like here, um, punch my meat, <laughs> and then go into this freezer. <laughs> uh, but anyway, who he has? He honestly, he does a lot. He does a whole lot of Twilight Zone episodes. Because he was the guy in the library, or in the episode where the guy's the librarian, and he drops his glasses, and he was like, "No, there was time now." Time but enough he, at last. Yeah, he was in a lot of really iconic. I, I mean, I think I think he was a pretty recurring actor on the Twilight Zone. 
But he has two episodes where he played the devil, and he sold this, and he sold the soul, this or some somebody sold their soul to him, and he was such a good devil because he had like he had this really twisted fucking cigar, and he was just real eerie, but like kind of sly and shady at the same time. I don't know, they're really really good episodes, um, and he played that same character twice, which doesn't happen a whole lot on the Twilight Zone. I mean, it's kind of there's a certain there's some guys that you know they're always they're kind of the same guy. Um, but my favorite episode, my absolute favorite episode, and I, I want to say it's like, you know, both sides of the coin or something like that, but the guy, the guy flips a coin and it lands on its edge and he winds up being able to hear everyone's thoughts. And it's mm-hmm. Dick Van Dyke who, frankly, I don't have a huge propensity for him. He's okay. I mean, I'm not a huge fan. I don't like or dislike him that much, but I love that episode because I think he reacts the way that someone would honestly react if they could hear everybody else's thoughts. Like, mm. I, I feel like he legitimately puts that into it. And like you said, the way that it is narrated is amazing to me because it, it's such a crazy cool concept. Like, you know, like, yeah. I think, you know, the way that um, Ster- Sterling introduces it where it's like, you know, chance upon chances, once in a great while... Or how many times does one have to flip a coin for it to land on its edge? You know, and whenever, you know, rare is a coin landing on its edge is as rare whenever a, your average man can hear, can hear the thoughts on either side of the coin. You know, and it, it's such a cool episode. It's just such a good episode. And I, it was so cool the way that it was thought out and you heard everybody's, cause you know, People don't want their thoughts to be shared. So you heard everybody's thoughts. There's the girl that kind of had the crush on the guy. And then you could, and then, you know, uh, a then, pity for your thoughts is the name of it. That's it. Um, that's such a better thing than what I said. That's <laughs> why he's so much better than me. Um, but it is such an amazing episode. You know, you get to hear like the the boss that's kind of a douchebag and like what he's doing and how he's cheating on his wife. And there's the old man that they think's gonna rob the bank because he hasn't gotten his due for working there for so long and. You know, you hear everybody's gossip and people that are just assholes and, you know, the good and nice people. And it, it's just a really cool thing because that's probably what people's thoughts sound like. And it's just a cool concept to be able to hear people's thoughts. I know they've done movies on it, which, frankly, I don't even know if you could begin to count the number of TV shows and movies based on episodes of The Twilight Zone. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that you could put that number up because yeah. there's so many of them. I would like to see Rod Serling and Morgan Freeman get off like a an air raid off. Oh, dude, I'd have my money on Sterling. Like, no, I gotta keep winning. Um, but <laughs> the cigarette alone, like him standing there with a cigarette, would probably just be enough to help. She's like, <laughs> can you imagine being his wife? Like, I walk into the room with the and I smell the smell of scorched eggs. And whenever one smells the smell of scorched eggs, the first thing that they think is, you know, has there been has there been a rift between our space and the space and she's like, Hun, hun, do you want sausage or bacon? A rift between our our space and another space. The type what? the type that could be as simple as an egg shattering and you know, in a skillet. These are the types, like, just goes, you know, Like, he, he'll, he builds stories up on, on just everyday occurrences. Which oh, he's right. got, I mean, just for how many that, that he wrote personally, or just had to come up with a narration for, he almost had to have. Like, Madison and I did, like, well, those kind of, for Halloween, I always try and kind of watch a horror movie at night, which I haven't been able to do as much as adulthood has gained on me a little bit. 
But we, we it's what we did this year was we went through the twi- all the Twilight Zones that they had on Netflix, which was like the first three seasons of it. But seriously, guys, if you like horror movies or suspense or sci-fi or any of that kind of shit, and you've never seen an episode, you need to give them a go. They're so intel like whatever you're watching now. Even the worst episodes of the Twilight Zone, even the ones that like we really don't like that much, are still better than 90% of everything else. It's such intelligent, well-done writing. I mean, even the meh episodes, it's like, well, that wasn't the greatest, but there was some really good parts. So. <laughs> Except for that one that I've... The, the fucking old lady and the tiny people. That one's just fucking bad. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's not that great of an episode. And it's not... It's not that the story's that bad, it's that the old lady that just... Meh, 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 meh. It doesn't take 30 minutes to tell that story, is the problem. It takes eh, 10 less. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely... It should have been a and, mini-sode. I, and if you think, oh, okay, well, they, I, they're they telling me about the Twilight Zone, and I could watch the new series, or I, could wa- or I could watch the movie. Fuck you. No. Fuck you if you if you liked them, and fuck you if you if you happen to be responsible for the team that made any of them. No, <laughs> they're both terrible, and they're not nearly as good as what you, as what they as what the original was. They're goddamn horrible. Yeah. Stop. Like if if you if you see yourself going to click on any of those, just punch yourself in the nuts or in the vaginal region, whatever you have. If you have both, hit yourself twice. Yeah, and, and, yeah, I mean, for that matter, like, if you need, if you're like, if your only problem with the Twilight Zone is, oh, it's in black and white and that can't hold my attention, um, the spit, you know, the, the knockoff, because there's been so many knockoffs of the Twilight Zone over the years, uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Go, go Tales of the, Tales from the Dark Side if you need a, a color version of the Twilight Zone. And I was gonna say, if you've maxed out your Twilight Zone and you need more, Outer Limits is pretty good. It's pretty much the same thing, yeah. Yeah, it's very similar, but it's pretty good. Or if, uh, if you want more horror-oriented, Tales from the Crypt is the same kind of scenario. It's just more horror-based and a little cheesier. Twilight Zone, folks. Twilight Cast. No, no, not that. Uh, no, zone, no, no, zone, no, no, no. Zone no, no. Cast? Zone oh. Cast. Uh, well, really, I mean, all it was was those Hobbit fucking Rod Sterling's knob for fucking 30 minutes or however <laughs> Rod long. Cast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was definitely... There was, But, uh... Other than that, I mean, which, I guess... Which, uh, uh spe- Oh, do you have more Twilight Zone? No, 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 I was, I was done. I found this really interesting thing for sale. How many of you have ever wanted to buy a fully stocked Swiss bank safe? Like, Raise your safe. hands, all of you, I want everybody, even in the back, raise your hands, I want to see hands. And, but for whatever reason, there's like, there's a whole Swiss bank vault that I guess that's separate from a bank that you can purchase that has about a half a million dollars worth of, like, Shiny coins, gold coins of some sort, that's for sale. Which the reason why this uh, intrigues me as much as it does is not only do you get the vault, you get all and just all these coins, all these gold coins, just like in this vault. And I'm sure I had to have brought it up here before, but one of my great fantasies is if I was always wanted to, I've always wanted to Scrooge McDuck something. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa! I've always wanted to open up a whole Scrooge McDuck, you know. I've always wanted to just just Scrooge McDuck all over someone's face. Uh, you know, you're standing on the edge, and then you just go in beak first and, oh, like, yeah, and just... land in their, in their Oh yeah, I put up my swimming cord. cap, get my swimming cap all on, nice and tight, and just dive straight into it. 
<laughs> and that way you could go, like, right as you do it, go, DuckTales! Woo! <laughs> Those are different ducks, I believe. Uh, oh, I guess we're not talking about the same kind of fantasy here. Oh, but yes, yeah, so... You get all these coins, and like I said, I've always wanted to swim in... I've always wanted to try to swim in a vat of coins. And so, if anyone wants to donate a, roughly a half a million dollars to me, so I can live out of fantasy, <laughs> or if they just want to buy the vault and invite me over to swim in it, um, I will. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure that Kickstarter page is going to be up here real soon. Oh, I'm sure it will, yeah, yeah, because, I mean, come on. Eight million shiny bits of currency. Uh, speaking speaking of uh, shiny bits you can't afford, um, I discovered a pretty miraculous thing. Uh, apparently, Katarina, I think's this chick's name, but um, sounds sexy. Yes, there's a website which there will be the, there will be a link up, guys. So I know y'all can all I know how uh, bad you all want to go to this. But, uh, there's a website where apparently you can auction off your virginity. This particular chick's like 21 or whatever. Currently the bid for her, uh, cherry, I guess, is, uh, like $440,000. So um, you have the option. You can buy a Swiss bank vault or this girl's virginity. <laughs> Which sounds like more fun. Well, assuming if you had a Swiss bank vault, you might lead to more more uh, action than the other one because I mean it's one and done and you everybody's over with. I don't think I don't think you get I don't think you get you get two out of this. I think you just get the one. Yeah, I mean that, that's a very good point. Like as far as with the with, with the buying of the virginity, I mean like, yeah, I mean okay, she's kind of yeah, she's pretty, you know, sure, whatever, but I mean it's it's not like she, me going to love you long time. It, it's more closer to $5 sucky sucky. Well, my favorite thing about the entire deal is I have never had any sexual involvement and no one in this whole world can claim otherwise. So, wait a minute. You've never had any sexual involvement whatsoever and you want me to pay a half a billion dollars so, like, you apparently, you obviously don't know how to kiss, you obviously don't know how to do, like, John Finger, eat any soup, and if I poppycock out, you won't know what to do with it. Especially in Larry Sanders. So... What what's the point? Like, if you're gonna pay half a million bucks, wouldn't you rather pay half a million dollars for like a really good call girl and like be like, you know, <laughs> wow, you're like a member of the half a million dollars, you could get like a you know a, a Chinese bride from the internet. Well, for half a million dollars, don't you think you could illustrate? Well, hell, I guess if you had a uh, bank vault, you could probably illustrate these kind of fantasies too. But I mean, don't you think you could probably like you know make them do whatever for half a million dollars, like? Yes, trim my toenails in a vat of Pepto-Bismol or whatever, I mean. Well, I've had them do that. That doesn't cost a half a million dollars. A lot of times they'll do it for free just because they're confused. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> Brewer's Guide to Brothels. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're just like, the only reason why you would possibly do this, I, as you heard my baffility of it. Baffility? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the state of being baffled. Oh, uh, yeah. Is there going to be pronunciations next to that so that I, I know how to pronounce Bethelty? it properly? There will be. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
a side cast real quick. We need to work on that, like the the, the big list. Of, I don't. I'm just gonna tell you this now, for and it'll be on. It'll be recorded for you to remember in the future. We need to get get on like the Borchnagin's dictionary. I think. Oh yes, that's a great idea, dear and illustrious editor. Uh, frankly, without without your your guidance, we would. Well, we've all heard what happens without your guidance. Which yeah. other side cast? Um. Yeah, we were gonna. We meant to get there up at the top, but didn't happen because I got pissed at something. Uh, so, good people of Podcastia, as you've discovered by listening to the last episode that went up, which may not be this episode, it'll be the one, anyway, the one that <laughs> sounded like shit is the one that I edited. I tried, I understand I didn't quite fix it, there should be a better one up soon, but it's pretty apparent that I am not the editor that Brewer is, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, and if you've read anything he's ever written, he's not nearly the writer that I am, so. I don't know, I, I think I, I don't know, I think my description of the episode was much better than your description of that episode. What, what was, what was, what would the proper description have been? What? I can't hear it! The sound's too low! Maybe? <laughs> uh, it was definitely formatted. I'm, I'm much better at formatting, if nothing else. Uh, yeah. Cause Cody's like, I'm just gonna throw a big block up here, you guys figure out how to read it. A lot like, I'm just gonna throw up these weird symbols, you figure out how to pronounce it. <laughs> uh, but no, anyway guys, uh, thanks for bearing with us, we're gonna fix it. Which, uh, I know I've, I know this has come up, but, uh, one, it finally feels good to be back in the BS studios, because I had the plague, technical issues abounded, schedules were crazy around the holidays, so, it's really nice to be back, guys, but, yeah. Man, thanks for bearing with us for all the... Because there was definitely a lot more, oh shit, we gotta get some stuff out than we intended for there to be. So we're gonna try and fix that and do better. But thanks for bearing with us. But man, did it get shitty around here. I was sick for like a month. It was horrible, you know. Oh yeah, things were... <laughs> things did not go as planned and in, in, at Board Shenanigans Industries. No, no, they did not. Uh, there was there was definitely there was definitely some issues, so... uh Hopefully you guys, it was at least mildly entertaining as we ham-fisted our way through them. Um, cause, that's, cause our that's one thing. so full of ham, you don't even know. That, that's one thing we're never gonna do to you guys, is we're never just gonna fucking straight up lie to you. We will make outrageous claims, but we're never gonna straight up lie like, oh yeah, episodes There's never come. a lie in any of these episodes, remember that. <laughs> because absolutisms are always true. Anyway. We're never going to straight up lie with y'all and lead y'all on like, no, there, you know, episodes coming later, episodes coming later and never do it. We're not ever going to do that. If we honestly can't do one, hey, sorry, we honestly can't do one, but we're always going to try and get content for you. So maybe it's not always the best. And maybe we spend 20 minutes talking about how it's not always the best because <laughs> apology cast, folks. Yeah. Anywho, where were we before we got side side cast casted? Um... We auctioned off girls' virginities. Oh, yes. Um, we did, personally. <laughs> yes, in fact. And if you are a virgin <laughs> and you would like to be auctioned off at the next board shenanigans auction, send us an email with a photo include, yeah. included. Yes, Baron Von Brewer's House of Pussy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. How do you prove, how do you prove that you're a virgin in something like this? Like seriously. That was, you know, that was a point I was gonna bring up. It's like, how do we know she's not just lying so she gets a half a million dollars? Presumably these are dollars and not like, uh, francs or krona. Pesos? Yeah. You know, one of those. 
Because, I mean, like, if, if it's like half a million krona, sure, I'll do this. I'll buy this. But, I think I got that in my couch. But, uh, like, my, my, my thing with it is, so, like, what, is there a proof? I mean, I want to know how you, how you, is there like a, a doctor's certificate or something? I mean, I, I would, I would want to know. I mean, I guess if you were the guy that purchased it, you'd find out the hard way. Or she'd find out the hard way. There'd be some hard finding out. But. Yeah, I would give her the hard find out for sure. <laughs> De- and, then defi- the, and then the hard goodbye. Uh, definitely give her the old opifucus. <laughs> oh yeah, there'd be a, there'd be all sorts of unpronounceables going on. <laughs> you think that'd be a pickup line, Ernie? Try this at a bar next time. Go be like. Hey baby, you want to see my thirteenth zodiac? I'm Opifucus. The hell does that mean? It means you do this. He like spreads his legs, all shaking his whatnots. Like it means you're riding a snake. Like, hey, hey baby, don't worry. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna shed my skin any moment now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Want to see it on hinged straws? Oh, don't worry. I'll swallow with- a mouse hole. <laughs> It spits when it gets excited. Don't worry about it. No, nah, baby, it's not poisonous to humans. <laughs> oh, it's a constrictor man. instead. <laughs> Nothing cold-blooded down here. Oh, I think I'm out of out of uh, uh, penis snake jokes. Um, uh, are are you? Do you have a penis snake joke out there in Podcastia or Podcastlandia that we missed? Submit it. Submit it to our website, and yeah. we will be sure to note it. Oh, giant Norse snake. <laughs> the name of. Um, I thought that was Ragnarok. Am I wrong? Um, that that slithers through the world. I don't know. Um, I'm just gonna type in giant Norse snake. On <laughs> I, apparently, that's a thing that's been typed before because it was. Oh, <laughs> is it one of those names? Like yes, and look, look, it's got a pronunciation guy, but I fuck if I know how to go with it. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, so the I'm other thing. I think it was Jormander for now. <laughs> so is that like a poke? It sounds like a Pokemon name, Jormander. Uh, yeah. Does it repeat its own name all the time? Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so it it got pronounced for me. And I didn't mean for it to. There was like this snooty British guy. <laughs> Snake's name, just so I can hear it now. Oh, yeah, go, go here. Bring my head. <laughs> that just happened while you were talking. <laughs> 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 oh, mother of God, that's funny to me. Oh, what the fuck was I talking about? Like, you made your baby lose that. That's really funny. People out there, I'm just gonna post a link and you can hear this guy say it, so don't make us laugh. How much of that's gonna stay in, you think? <laughs> Some of it. <laughs> okay, uh, what were you talking about? Um, you mentioned Pokemon, and then, and then that guy talked to me and I got confused. Um, Oh, I don't, uh, well, here, I meant to get to this anyways. Um, speaking of high-priced whores, 
or low-priced whores, in fact, whores in general, which I know as everyone cuddles up to the earphone to hear this. Um, on the same on the same token, I guess there was I guess? a. Uh, have, you, have you sufficiently segued? <laughs> Is there any more you can take? Yes, yeah, so and then and then if you uh, open the door, walk through the curtains, go down the stairs. Uh, well, two wo- two roads are diverging in a yellow wood. Which one are you going <laughs> to take, Cody? <laughs> well, there. Anyway, um, this chick this chick is uh, contacted the Guinness Book of World Records with uh, so she could have the world record of having sex with a hundred thousand men for at least twenty minutes each. Uh, so she wants this world record, right? Um. Currently, her number, as reported, is at like 480, so apparently she's got some ways to, ways to go, but, uh, she says that her sexual encounters take place on weekends, and, uh, which usually t- would stretch out, stretch, stretch the time frame out to about 20 years by, uh, this article's calculations, but, uh, so, guys, if you- Get your numbers in quick before she gets old. Basically, Elor and, uh, so, if you happen to be going by Poland and want to be part of Guinness World Record history, uh, go get your knob hobbed by this chick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give her the old in-out, in-out, I guess. Um, Anna listed Waskamua, huh? Um, is there a pronunciation guide for that? <laughs> yes, that's actually... Well, I was trying out my Polish. I, I think that's probably correct. Uh, I think you're missing some phlegm. You need a little bit more phlegm in there, so it's like... Ah, any lash Yeah, anyway. just... Well, you're sick. Use that to your advantage. <laughs> uh, oh, and she's trying to tra- travel to every city in the world so that she can accomplish this goal. So, whore, coming to a city near you! I, I hope she makes her trip to America sooner rather than later. <laughs> right, yeah, you don't really... That's like beyond sloppy seconds. That's like... You know, sloppy, uh, I don't know, quadrillions. thousands, apparently. Yeah, right? No. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so Cody, you weren't, let's, let's say you're not married, and, and you run across this, this, this Anna. Um, do, do you partake? Um, considering what the, I hope this is just a really non-complimentary photo, but then again, this is probably what a chick who is, wants this kind of record would look like, which, if, if you are listening, Anna Lusquahakensi, um, no, no ill intent meant, but you're obviously listening to our podcast, so you're a fan, and you know exactly, you know exactly what kind <laughs> of, uh, podcast you're getting into. And if you would like to wear a board shenanigans t-shirt while participating in any of the record-breaking fornications, we'll be more than happy to supply you with one. <laughs> now that I got that plug out of the way, um... I just don't think this appeals to me at all. Does it appeal to you? Oh, you're not married, and if Anna Lohalwakha was uh, doing her world tour and happened to go to Amarillo, would you go take pay a visit, be a part of history? Um, see, I, I keep coming across different pictures of her. Some of them significantly better than others. Uh, the so, one that I'm looking at is not that good. So, you know, there is the history of it all, and, I mean, here's here's a really interesting thing is, you know... I would definitely want to see, like, an STD report beforehand, for sure. Because, I mean, come on. We we know for a fact she's already had sex with 4,000 people. By the time she gets it here, who knows? Uh, I would I would definitely, like like I said, like to see a, a doctor's note first. <laughs> yeah, then you really would have a special piece of history to always remember it by, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, yeah, I would definitely like to know a little, well, a little bit more before I start. 
Sorry, I just saw a weird. I just saw a weird article down at the bottom of this page, and I'm like, I have to click it now. Eleven things you didn't know about lesbian sex. I'm like, really? Or do I know these? <laughs> I'm an expert. Oh, it's a, it's a video. I guess I'll watch this in the future. I'm looking at her. I'm looking at her Facebook page. I'm uh, pretty non-impressed myself. You know, it's a bad thing whenever you're going for a sex record and you don't have pictures of yourself up there. You think we could get her to wear a board shenanigan shirt? Do you think that's something she'd be down for? Or take it off seductively? I don't know. Maybe. I, I listeners hope so. out there. I mean, listeners out there. Is this something that you'd like to know or just more use it about? As a jizz rag? I mean. <laughs> that's right. Whenever your podcast's uh, propaganda is good enough to be used as a whore's jizz rag, you know you've really made it into the big time. So, while I'm hockey, oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I don't know. I was gonna, I was gonna segue. <laughs> oh, yeah, se- segue. There'll definitely be some segging here. You know, I can't comment much on the intelligence of, of this decision, but what I can comment on intelligence is this article I read. You know, this this has been a study that's been done b- many times before in the in the past, and and probably will be continuing as well. But it's a uh, relatively recent, and which it says, the title of it is very odd. Intelligent people have unnatural preferences and values that are novel in human evolutionary history. Which you're like, what does that mean? Does that mean they're into to weird, dirty things? Turns out, the exact opposite, realistically. It's subtitled, Higher Intelligence is Associated with Liberal, Political I- uh, Ideology, Atheism, and in Men, but Not Women, uh, Preference for Sexual Exclusivity. And the reason why it's not in women is because, apparently, evolution has already made them want to be sexually exclusive. Um, exclusive. So, ladies, <laughs> s- smart guys won't cheat on you. For more than one reason, in fact. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, a very interesting article. Um, uh, The scientist behind this name is, which, once again, there's going to be a problem with pronunciation guides here. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, the pronunciation guide will be your recurring joke for the entire episode, so I hope you get to enjoy it, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Satoshi Kanazawa. Uh, it's a guy, so maybe that helps in pronunciation if you know who this guy is. Uh, that's the scientist behind this, and um, I guess, like I said, for full disclosure, some people have, have like, you know, said that, well, he needs to really re- reproduce some of these studies, because uh, some of the, the numbers are within error bars, but, you know, that's the problem with doing studies on children. He He looks at all these you know, children, and, and finds out that ones with higher intelligence are, are more likely to do things that evolution does not dictate. Which, a lot of people say, you know, evolution dictates, you know, being more conservative because it's safer, or believing in a deity because why do you need to know how the rain falls other than it falls? I'll have a link to this article. Actually, I'm going to have a link to a video where the, the scientist himself talks about it. So, you can listen, opposed to read. Because we know reading is something that some people just really hate doing. But the more interesting thing is, one of these evolutionary novel things that he brings up is more intelligent people tend to stay up later. So, as a man who routinely doesn't go to bed till 5 a.m., this study hits is is very important to me. Uh, why night owls are more intelligent than morning larks is the is the name of this article. It, it's pretty pretty self-explanatory in there. It's because because you're more because you're more intelligent, you realize that electric light bulbs were, have been invented, so it doesn't really matter when you do things. Once again, this is a study done on children, and so I, I'm kind of wondering exactly how how true it can be because you know parents might be 
you know, skewing this by like, hey, you should go to bed now, opposed to letting them go to bed and wake up when they so desire. But it apparently shows that very bright children stay up later and wake up later in the day. So I'm obviously a very intelligent based on my sleeping habit. And, and that's the, and that's the correlation I choose to find from this. That because I stay up late at night, I am intelligent. Opposed to the other way around. It's actually it, kind of a cool concept, though. I mean, that you would be, like, your inherent intelligence figures into your adaptation of the world, so. Yeah, it's, it's almost like the, like, the, like I said, the, the main premise of this article is that, is, or both of these studies is that you're willing to look outside of what evolution has prescribed, prescribed you to do. And, and since we all know evolution is a true fact of truth, and that's the point, and that's, that's the position that, that this podcast is taking. If you couldn't figure that out by now, is that, you know, be, you're obviously more evolutionary inclined to do things during the day when there's a natural light, along with other things. So, there, and you know, like I said, the, the concept of evolutionarily novel just means your genes tell you to act one way, but because you realize that, you're willing to do things other ways that might be more efficient now. And who knows in the future might become the new evolutionary norm. It's kind of cool, I mean... And yeah, there'll be links to all that nonsense. So, I I guess my only only somewhat question of it, does it go into any of the... Okay, so, obviously there's intelligent, you know, intelligence figures into that sort of stuff, but I know there's been a lot of studies that have shown how much, like, say you do... Say you keep an unnatural schedule as in you work overnights or whatever, your lifespan's (coughs) supposed to be shortened, and I think you have a higher risk for Alzheimer's. Did it cover any of that stuff? Like, what could be the effects health-wise of it? No, um, they didn't. Uh, that's, which I have not read anything about that. Um, but no, they, they were mainly looking at, like, the, the correlation between intelligence and um, evolutionarily novel um, premises. And mainly doing this as a study on children. Which, okay, one of the other criticisms is is they, they judge intelligence based on um, IQ, which, you know, is, is has been, you know... Um, Condemned as being, so it's not how smart you are, it's how smart, it's how good at taking tests you are. Right. But, uh, what else do we have, I guess, right now? And it's definitely a, it's definitely a good place to start a study from. Right. And I would like to see the evolution of this, uh, of this, the study. And evolution in general, I guess, I would like to see. Right. Well, I mean, I guess on a, um, I guess this is my sort of ham visited segue. Uh, we we went, Madison and I had date night the other night and we went and watched that, um, Saving Mr. Banks movie about you know, about Disney and the lady that wrote whose name I can't recall right now. Um, I know Emma Thompson played her in the movie and she did a fantastic job. Which honestly, it's a pretty goddamn good movie. But um, there was a part in there that really, really, that really kind of hit me. Which minor spoiler alert, but this is a pretty small little part. But I thought it was probably my favorite part of the movie. So you say spoiler alert, I say look forward to this. Um, Anyway, so there's a character in there, and he's kind of talking about his daughter and how she's handicapped and stuck in a wheelchair. And the guys, a, you know, the guys kind of expressing that to the to the lady, and you know, they're they're talk- they have a little conversation about it. You kind of it's a good you know explanation of both characters and opens up you know shows some cool things about either, either both of them. Um, and then the lady, whose name I cannot remember, but the lady that wrote Mary Poppins at the stories about the main character. Right before they, like, part ways, she gives him a list, and it has, like, um, Albert Einstein, Leonardo da Vinci, one or two other names that I can't remember. And the guy looks at it, and he's like, well, what's what's this? And she's like, 
those are pe- those are some of the most successful people in the world that have had uh, various handicaps and or difficulties throughout their lives. And the guys like really took it as, oh, hey, that's really cool, you know, because my daughter has problems and you're trying like. It doesn't matter what little things you have. Everybody has bigger things to overcome, which kind of feeds back into your whole IQ is not necessarily your intelligence thing, because I don't think that how would how would people like that have done on an IQ test? Would they have? I mean, isn't it isn't part of whatever your intelligence is figure into what you can succeed in or what you can you know be innovative with or realize your surroundings and what you know that kind of thing? I mean. You know, I, I that reminds me of some study, but I can't really tell you much more than that recently. So, which I think there is is a factoring, and it was something to the fact of of women are starting to choose more intelligent men over uh, stronger men lately, as far as the the is the curve. So, and, and that there's been like because of this, there's been like higher um, higher uh, diagnoses of like asthma and things like that that are generally associated with the general stereotype of smart people <laughs> diseases. It's because I, man, you know, again, I'm not trying to beat the car thing to death, but I feel like that's a necessary tool that most people have. Or fuck, even a computer. Like, hell, you've explained, y'all have listened to my editing. Brewer, you've explained computer shit to me. I mean, dude, for the most part, I can figure basic stuff out, but there's shit that I just don't fucking understand that's beyond me. Like, I just, I don't get it, but I, you know, Google and shit kind of explains that to you. But on that same hand, I also know how to change my windshield wipers without looking at Google. Or I know how, I mean, I know how a level or a tape measure works. I mean, I kind of feel like maybe you have to recognize your weaknesses to try. And I mean, I know that's your own personal responsibility, but I mean, I mean, you can't always look everything up. I mean, just a little bit of knowledge or a little bit of, a little bit of that I think would be a good, you know, critical thinking and a little, like how to, how to physically do something might not be a bad thing to kind of tell your kids or to like teach yourself even. I mean, at this, in this, that's, that's, that's the coolest thing about living in the information age we live into. Learning never stops. You can constantly learn things. You can constantly understand things. You can get new perspectives. I mean, that's kind of the cool thing about it. I mean, you should constantly be educating yourself so that you can grow as a person. I can put a splint on. I can put a band-aid on. If I was hard pressed and had to, I probably could could do some stitches. But man, fucking heart surgery? No, I'm going to a doctor. I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing with everything. I mean, God, I run into it all the time at work. Like people think that it's oh yeah, it's just a fucking switch or oh it's just a plug. You do realize that you can't see or smell electricity. It will fucking kill you. Just, like, let somebody that knows what they're doing. Which, yes, other fucking minor... You got up on yours. I'm going to get up on mine for a minute. If it's electrical and you don't know what you're doing, stop and call someone that does. Because you're going to fuck it up worse and you're going to make and you're gonna make it worse for everybody. And just because Bob Vila says it's a good idea doesn't necessarily mean that, mean that you can't. I've been doing this for almost four years, and there's this gigantic book called the National Electric Code that says what I can and can't do, on top of the city guides of what I can and can't do. That shit exists for a reason. You don't need to go in there fucking with it. Just call somebody and have them fix it, or have them look at it, or have them give you an idea, because 
The cheapest option is not always the best option. You get what you pay for. Yeah, yeah, good point. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of it's like knowing your, knowing your, you know, your limits and not trying to exceed your limits. Anyway, I'm off of that horse. Ah, uh, no more horses. Um, don't worry, there's not gonna be any manginas here. That's good by horses. Excuse me. I'm close. <laughs> Goodbye, horses. Crying over you. Goodbye. I don't know anymore that song. Besides yeah, I was, I, apparently I messed up even on the name there, so you got uh, me beat. No more horses. Goodbye, horses. Whatever. Like au revoir, horses. <laughs> Horse of a different color. <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. Uh, stallions. <laughs> Wildfire. There we go. Oh, man. You need to stud that one off. Nope. Send that joke to the glue factory. I know. I was trying to think of other songs that were horses. Like other horse uh, puns. Get but... on your horse and ride. Oh, you better slow that Mustang down. Ah, that's a good one. Fuck, I don't care to do this anymore. So yeah, I'm just... I'm... <laughs> There's not going to be a segue. I saw a movie, too. Oh, what did you see? Um, not a new movie by any stretch of the matter. Um, a movie from 1978 called The Cheap Detective, which, the short and sweet way to describe this movie to you, Cody, is, what if Airplane was a noir? Nice. So, what we, what we do is we pretty much, like, reference every, like, uh, bogey film up to that point in this, but it's definitely, like, very influenced by Casablanca and the Maltese Falcon. Nice. And, it, and we do that thing where we're like, we're going to rip off classic noir lines, but only get them, like, half right. <laughs> so basically, like, our noir episode? Pretty pretty much, yeah. Or, yeah, like, it, it's pretty much, it's pretty close to what we made. Um, but, but amazing. <laughs> Which I guess ours was amazing, too, so I don't know why I distinguished between that. Um, <laughs> Theirs was amazing, and ours was damn phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, yeah, even so, borderline on stupendous. Yeah. <laughs> there was definitely a lot of stupendous going on in there, for sure. It, you know, we had lines like, I'm looking at you, kid. Or, <laughs> you know, things along those lines. They're definitely like classic noir lines, but just a bit off. And it was it was a pretty enjoyable movie. It had, um, uh, Peter Falk was our main character. And then we had, Sid Caesar was in it. Um, Dom DeLuise. Um, and Margaret. And, you know, people, people, oh, um, uh, fuck, I'm gonna forget his name right now for some reason. Uh, Zephyrin Cochran was in it. <laughs> the, the one from the movie, not the one from the TV series. Um, right. Um, fuck, I can't think of his name right there. But don't worry, people out there are being like, no, it's this, obviously, bah! And he, he played a Nazi. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, which is the reason why I wanted to bring it up, because I thought that was funny. Uh, it, yeah, it's, a. Uh, it's an amazing movie. I I found it thoroughly well. If you find stuff like like airplane funny, you'll find this funny because it's we take the whole movie seriously, but it's silly. Like there's this like running gag which I thought was hilarious. Like like our 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 detective would would always go and get a drink, but he would just like he would just like open up a drawer and pull out like an already prepared drink. <laughs> and that's funny to me. Like he would like open a drawer and there's a martini, and he just start drinking it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm gonna give you this spoiler, cause I think it's funny as hell. Like at the, you know, throughout the entire movie, we're having like all these different, you know, like, what, what would be like the, like the, the, the dame of the movie, the one that the detective gets in the end. 
that all the noirs have? Well, there's like six of them that you're like, which one's he gonna end up with? He fucking ends up with all of them in the end. That's awesome. <laughs> he just gets in like this, he gets in this limo and there's just like six girls all piled in there. It's like, it was a damn enjoyable movie. I like the idea. I've, I've never seen like a spoof noir movie before and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, aren't James like- Cromwell. Cromwell. That's who was. James Cromwell. That's Efren Cochran. I just thought of that. Sorry. I had to say it. Oh, and also I forgot, um, a Winchester from, Winchester from MASH was in it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Was he pompous and British? I, I think he was like the maitre d' at a restaurant, so yes. I can see that. <laughs> this has been Article Cast, everyone, where we've decided to talk about, I, oh wait, we have one more article. I'm sorry. I, I outroed Article Cast too soon. What, what, what's our last article? We have an article about Satan. Oh, we do! Which, hell, I almost didn't know. Hell! This. Yeah, hell! Hellfire and damnation! We have oh, an article hell. about oh, Satan. Oh, Beelzebub's anus, we almost <laughs> forgot about this one. <laughs> what in the Mephistopheles were we thinking? Oh. Um, anyway. Oh, Beelzebub, for the devil put aside for me. For me? For me! For me! Oh. Oh, man. There I was, the poor boy, and I thought nobody loved me. So. Well, he's just a poor boy, you know, from a poor family. Uh, bear of his life and his monstrosity. Speaking of this song, and I've got to do this first. <laughs> at uh, at CC and Matt's wedding, which I hope California's treating you guys all right. As the first listeners that are, well, I guess not, because Matt's been in California. As the first residents. Resident married couple of our California listening base. That's the right. Of our knowledge. If someone else, if someone else is out there that was listening from California first, I'm taking your title away and giving it to them because they're members of the Rogues Gallery. In fact, a big shout out to California as is. We know it's crazy over there, and you're filled with you know nonsense and woo. But uh, we here at Borchnagans are thinking of you. Yes, yes, we are. Uh, that's why, that's actually why we get on here on a weekly basis, is to help ease the crazy Californication, Californication of you. Um, anyway, so, at CCMF's wedding, uh, they did, you know, they played music and shit, which they tend to do at weddings, uh, if you hadn't what? known. <laughs> no, right? I, I just thought everyone sat around and beatboxed. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> They played Bohemian Rhapsody, and this is how you know that not only are you a nerd, whenever all the fr- all your friends are nerds, because there was the simultaneous burst out of probably a dozen or more people standing in the middle of the dance floor singing Bohemian Rhapsody, and then of course they segmented off so someone could do, so someone could sing one part and one could sing the other part. So, yeah. it was amazing getting to enjoy it. Like, I, I thoroughly was happy that I got to witness it. And the funniest thing was, like, Cece's brother, like, one of her brothers came up to me, and he was, like, kind of laughing, and he was like, man, that's funny seeing this. And I was like, you know what the funny part is? Is it's like, pick the one of them that wasn't in drama. Pick, or the, or the, or, um, or if you really want to figure out, if you really want to, uh, figure out which one the real nerd is, ask him what level their dungeon master is, and see who gets all butthurt about it. Which he thought was really funny. I mean, I know we've like we we have like our prescribed parts in that song that we always do. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I totally agree. I totally yeah. enjoyed it because we do that. I mean, yeah. which, which I mean, I, I between I mean, that you know we've got our, our couple little songs we always sing. When yeah, we I mean they could sing if they want to. I mean they can leave their friends behind because if their but friends, if their don't, friends don't, don't dig it, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> there are no friends, no of, friends mine. of mine. Yeah, between that and then, you know, ah, oh, you're drunk, you're drunk, you silly old fool, till you cannot see, and, uh, the, the fucking. Lots of lovely Bohemian Rhapsody that my mother gave to me. Yeah, and then, like, you know, we never stop believing, we always hold on to that feeling. I mean, yeah. Cody's just a small town girl living in a lonely world. <laughs> I'm, I've seen him many a day take a midnight train and going anywhere. <laughs> and, and, oh. Brent, and we all know Brent's just a city boy, born and raised in South Detroit. And I've seen him take a midnight train going anywhere. Well, I mean, there's streetlights, people. Everyone's just looking to find devotion. Yeah. There's, there's Helen somewhere in the night. In the <laughs> night! Oh. And I'm just working hard, you know, to get my fill. Everybody wants a thrill. I'll pay anything just to, you know, roll the dice just one more time. Because some will win, but some are going to lose. But see, you know, some, like Jarrett, are born to sing the blues. Or the jazz. And this podcast never ends. It just goes on and on and on and on. Uh, someone's definitely thinking that about now. So is Satan. Uh, anyway, <laughs> like, what the hell, I almost forgot. Um, pitchforks. Anyway, uh, what? so in Oklahoma where they have the Ten Commandments monument, uh, the group of, I don't know, I've looked, I forgot what it was in the article, Satanists in Oklahoma or local residents, whichever, um, des- decided to, uh, erect the monument of Satan. And, uh, what it, what it says in the, it, you know, in the article was that he was gonna have two kids with him, he was gonna have clo- cloven hooves and like goat horns. But you were going to be able to sit in Satan's lap, which, what a great idea for a statue. Like, I, what, I think we should give him credit for this sentence. Devil's advocates say Satan's lap would also double as a place for visitors to sit. I mean, That's how, a good am- how amazing is that? Like, I, I support now not only the, the statue of Satan, but I also support the, uh, board shenanigans, like, on on air interview or on air picture taking event of of you know of Satan's lap. Like I'll sit next to you in Satan's lap, and yes, I mean that in every way that can be turned into. <laughs> oh yeah, I think- oh yeah. Like I really hope this um, this happens because which I I know the problem is I think they would have put this statue right next to the Ten Commandments statue at the state like state house, so. That might be a little hard for them to get get done, but I mean, shouldn't they be allowed to? In fact, I think there should be a there should be a giant there, there should there should be a giant flying spaghetti monster like hovering above both of these, and it should be just a just no. across from the bit from Cthulhu. I mean, come on! No, they should just open up like a, a Fazoli's across the street with with <laughs> with the flying spaghetti monster in front of it. That's my monument, right? <laughs> You can, you can like, there, there's like, there's like newly appended rope swings. That, that's what it is, yeah. Newly appended rope swings. So, so it's for, like, for kids to play and for, yeah, we should turn it into an amusement park. Like, you know, there's the Ten Commandments that people can look on in, in like, awe uh, or whatever. You can take a rest in Satan's lap. And then you can like play tetherball and like swing on the noodly appendages. That's what it is. Uh, well, and and you could, I... you could go down the, the great tentacle slide of Cthulhu. See, uh, I... I, I, I think, I think that, I think that would be, well then, you know, they'd have it's to like have like Deity a, Park, yeah. Yeah, they'd have to have Deity Park, and, uh, then, you know, you'd have to have like, uh, Buddha's Garden, where you could go sit under the trees and have lunch, like Picnic Garden. Um, yeah. like, <laughs> di- dieting? Go to Gandhi's Grill. 
Oh, see, I was thinking like, yeah, there's like the well, there, you know, it's a, there's a, there's a bar next to this because you inevitably bars pop up near objects like this, and it'll be called Thor's Hammered. Oh, nice, nice, good, good call there. Um, um let's see. I guess, I guess you there's have a giant to have... snake you could ride. There's like those little, <laughs> little like like you know spring animals that you can rock back and forth on, and it's a snake. <laughs> well, then, like obviously, you'd have to have like. uh the the sphinx that you could like climb up like a rock climbing uh, rock climbing thing I mean that 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 seems pretty good oh oh yeah. oh, oh and then you'd have to have the sacred cow like what 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 would be this like what could you do with the sacred cow not touch it not talk about it I don't um, know. <laughs> um I um it, it, it's in the middle of a it's the fountain of water squirting from the udders <laughs> perfect that's 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 perfect. Um, oh, 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 okay. And then, uh, at the food court, you eat on golden plates. Literally. <laughs> oh, like, like, like the eaten kind? Yeah, but, but they, but they have to look, they have to look like Joseph Smith's eaten, eaten plate, or, um, you know, holy plates. Yeah, it was writing uh, on them in a weird language, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 like, <laughs> oh, oh, I think we're on to something with this. Yeah, Deity Park, yeah, I think Deity Park would be an amazing yeah. thing. Yeah, I, yeah, totally. I mean, like, I, people would I totally go to Deity Park. I, I would. I want to go now. I'm getting excited about it now. Like, like oh like, man, like I, I, I think this, I, this is a great idea. What, what would you do with Allah? Allah has to be doing something. Um, um, well, it, it's it's Allah's uh, it's Allah's street light, and that's where the 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 hookers congregate. <laughs> that's where you can go get your forty virgins. Yeah, at least that's what they call themselves. Um, I I don't know. Um. I'll, if, uh, unless they're well, uh, themselves off. I mean, I guess that could be the, I mean, couldn't that be like the rock climb? Would be, would be like, it, uh, it'd be like the, the, the dome of the rock climb? Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. good call yeah, there. Yeah, because there's that big rock in the middle of, so, it, that could oh. be the rock climb. So, oh, that, 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 there's the less good... offensive one. Oh, 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 okay. And then there'd have to be like, uh, instead of having like the swans, you'd have, you'd have to get to ride on the back of a giant turtle. Like the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is turtles all the way down. <laughs> Oh. Um, yeah, so yeah, you, you, <laughs> you sit on the back of a turtle, um, oh, oh, what else do we got, um, uh. Well, there'd have to be, like, a trivia contest, like, name that god! <laughs> like, like, that, that actually have to be one of the shows, like, kind of a Jeopardy kind of show, but, So there's, like, uh, really or, obscure gods in the park, so, so people come there to try to figure them out? No, 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 like, it'd have to be, like, okay, cause you know at Six Flags they have shows, like, you know, you can go watch the Old West shows and shit. Well, there'd have to be, like, that, that, that'd have to be, like, the, the cornerstone of it is, like, I don't know, Jesus Jeopardy or whatever, you know, like, um, and, you know, it'd have to be, like, a game show and, you know, name that God, you know, like, and they'd have to obscure texts and, you know, you know, how, how do you, what, <laughs> in, you know, in Norse mythology, what is the end of the world? The world called Peeb. Oh, contestant number two. Uh, what is Ragnarok? Correct. You know, that oh, kind of thing. Uh, like, what's the name of the giant snake? Oh, you know you'd have to have Bacchus's bar too, right? Like, oh, yeah. That'd have to be like the sleaziest. Next to, like... next to Thor's hammered, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I like, I like this plan. I like this a lot. Yeah. Uh, Yes, I, I I support I support Deity Park completely. Oh yeah, yeah, I I, I think so. Yes, this, <laughs> this this could totally be a thing. I don't know why this isn't a thing. It's, it's, it's this is probably the best. This is one of our best ideas we came up with on this podcast. I I think so. Like, I mean, you don't even have to go like crazy amusement park with it. It could just be like a park. Like, 
you know, just statues and rides and kitty rides and, you know. Well, like, and, you know, then, like, when it got cold, you could light the burning bush. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like, like all... you know, there's, uh, the, the merry-go-round could be, uh, shaped like a globe and on top of a guy's shoulders. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't um, think about that one. That's a good one. I mean. I'm sure, I'm sure there's something you could do with a sand pit, but I don't know what. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, I guess that's, I guess in the sand pit there'd be like, uh, there'd be like statues of Horus and stuff in it. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, put Ra and Horus and Anubis and that kind of thing. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's oh, well, you know, you know but what the actually. The Sphinx is hollow and you can crawl in inside of it. And... Oh, nice. See, I think like, you're, you know that movie with Tom Hanks with like where it's the, the big keyboard, you know, and you like, you know, like do, 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 and you know, you, they dance on it. You know what I'm talking about? And like you walk and it lights up. Um, no. Okay, so, anyway, that I mean, I think I've seen giant keyboards you could walk on, but I don't remember Tom Hanks ever doing it. Okay, well, he did, but it doesn't matter to the story. So, what what there is, is, like, there should be the the walkway, like, the one walkway you could go down where it's, like, the holy text walkway, where you can, where it has every sacred text of every religion you can think of, and it, like, you walk down the, the holy scrolls, and it, like, lights up as you walk on it, so, like, you know, like, oh, I'm standing on the Quran, oh, yeah, I'm standing on the Bible, and somebody over here is, like... Oh yeah, I'm standing on the Necronomicon. <laughs> Which is the squishiest of all the walkways. Well, definitely. I mean, it, it, it'd have to be. <laughs> what, what are you standing on? Oh, the, uh, I'd rather you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and see, there'd be something there for everybody. So I no one so. can get angry. <laughs> um, I don't know, there's a, there's a, there's a tire swing that's in, that's a, um, six pointed star. Oh, nice. That's a good call. Or, or, or something like that. Well, that could be the shape of the pond that 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 the sacred cow's in. Oh, not yeah, that's a good call. Instead of that weird spongy stuff, you know, underneath the swings, it could be like hay, so it's like a manger, I guess. Oh yeah, okay. So maybe I don't know. Anywho, as we were talking about before, so we've heard some episodes without Cody, we've heard some episodes without Brewer, and I think we've all learned that episodes without Cody are better than episodes without Brewer because <laughs> Brewer then edits them at the very least. And is obviously much more witty than, than Cody is. So, but, as, as the illustrious leader of board shenanigans, I've, I've realized, I've realized I should probably start delegating some tasks off because it's, I mean, I have, there's so many, I have all these important things I have to do that you guys don't know about. I don't really have time to do all this other prep work for the show and stuff. So I think I'm going to start delegating my task, some tasks back and uh, around and, um, I, I'm starting to run out of tasks to delegate now, so I guess I'm gonna like, I I I feel I need some sort of extra host here to like do like the hosting jobs that I don't want to do, like coming up with an intro to the show, and you know other things like that. So Cody, I I don't know, want want to be a host of a show, want to be a co-host, a side host. Well, yes, I'm I, I'm I'm so glad that you asked me, and 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 in fact, I, for this uh this very occasion, I I've prepared an accepted speech, so uh. We don't have time for that. Um, it's like, oh, that music we hear, that means it's obviously time for you to get off the stage. But yeah, like, yeah, I, I feel a, a sidekick would be very useful to be able to fill in this void of shit, shit that I just don't care to do. And because I'm busy doing other things, you know, in this world. Like protecting it from evil. Well, I guess since uh, you have deemed me worthy to once again share the co-host chair with you. or a sidekick. The- it's um, better than being and the rest. Yeah, but at least and the rest get a couch. I, now I'm back to this stu- this stuffy chair that you you know you obviously didn't want that smells like cat urine and uh, 
Not, not that any of them care, or you care, because that wasn't interesting at all. It wasn't. So. <laughs> you know, be careful. I might have to take this back. I mean, You're... look, I don't want to do this work, but if I have to to keep quality up, I will. <laughs> You're on notice already. That's funny. Um, well, as the invaluable leader, uh, what do you have to leave the good people with, Reverend? And keeping with the theme of the show and, and where we've progressed to, I, I think this line of, What Abraham said to Isaac, and I say to you as well, Cody, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And God bless us, everyone. Good God, what are you doing? Put that down. Try something with more protein. I always use porchshenanigans.wordpress.com or facebook.com slash porchshenanigans or on our iTunes feed. Now, why did I have my top off for this? Um, so that didn't work out for anybody, especially those listening at home. <laughs> no one seems happy here. <laughs> the podcast that makes everyone just a little bit sadder. Yes, board shenanigans disappointing you from the very start. Board shenanigans helping out the antidepressant movement. <laughs> Board shenanigans. If you buy, if you buy a virgin, or you auction, or you buy the virgin, the virgin's virginity, she won't know you're as bad as you are. What? I don't know how that fit in either. I just don't need to say that. What? <laughs> oh, talking. hi, Brent. I didn't realize you were going to be on this episode. Yeah, right. I'm just talking. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just, I just like you flap my mouth occasionally. Um, <laughs> when you're not sucking with it, you're flapping it for sure. <laughs> uh, pretty much. But anyway, so I was changing, I was changing the oil in my truck real quick, or you know, putting some oil in it because it doesn't want to leak. 